company on the Let's Be Real podcast. Hope you've all had a great day so far. I'm Nain, and I'll be your host for today's show. And I am joined here by nobody. It is just me today. Both Kine and James could not make it, unfortunately. So you poor souls out there, you're stuck with me for this episode. But don't worry, I'll try to keep it as fun and relaxing as possible. And I've got a beer on my hands, so it's going to be good. On the Let's Be Real podcast, we cover the major and important news of the week within the entertainment industry, ranging from movies, TV, streaming, and a lot more. But, seeing as just me, I think I want to kick back today, you know? I think we will just talk about The Batman. That is around the corner, and so let's talk about that movie and the character himself, Batman. So, first off, let's just talk about why I like this character so much. Um, This character of Batman has pretty much been with me ever since I was born. As long as I can remember, I was just obsessed with this character. Everything I got, everything my parents got me was just Batman-related. Batman t-shirts, pants, PJs, toys, you name it, I have it. Even posters, I have them up on my wall right now. I was just obsessed with this character. I've read so many of his comic books, watched a lot of uh, the animated TV series, played a lot of his games as well. I believe why I like this character so much is because he's so different to most superheroes you get nowadays, such as Superman and Spider-Man. They resemble hope and they're always so happy and they just everyone loves him. But I think with Batman, he was more real. He was more like a human being, even though he doesn't have powers. That's another reason why I like this character, but he was just realistic. He was dark. He was gritty. He wasn't afraid to cross that moral code that line at times you know and I think that's what I really liked about him is just someone something a little bit more darker to what we get or what we have seen in the past um, again I touched upon it before he has no powers it's hugely different to what we see nowadays most people are overpowered and yes I am looking at you Superman you have every power in the world give some to other people you know but yeah Batman he's got no powers all he has is brain brawn gadgets and prep time, a lot, a lot of prep time, beat anyone, guaranteed. Um, he's also resilient. He can take a lot of punishment, and he can be pushed to the edge of his mental capabilities, but he'll never crack his main code, which is his no-cool code. And that's something that I really like about this character. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of, a little bit as to why I like this character so much. Moving on, we'll talk about his previous films. If you guys follow us on Instagram, you'll see that I've been reviewing the previous Batman films recently and I've also been watching them and I've been having a good time with most of them. Kira them most. Batman Forever and definitely Batman and Robin were probably the toughest watches or things I had to do in my life and I went to university and studied for x amount of years you know and that nothing was more difficult than watching those two films. You know just watching the Tim Burton films they had the right level amount of campiness and darkness to it and then Joel Schumacher took over with those two films and just got away with the darkness and just went full camp and it just didn't I didn't like it it was not good the the villains were just meh you know the Batman Val Kilmer actually wasn't that bad if I'm being honest he was okay but Manny George Clooney he was a bit um miscast so to speak you know like He's a great Bruce Wayne, an excellent Bruce Wayne. Like, just the George Clooney nature, he has the charm and charisma to pull off that playboy billionaire, you know? But as Batman, he just doesn't have that dark that dark mentality towards him that the Batman character so desperately needs. And I feel 
it doesn't help with Joel Schumacher's script as well. I mean, when I first watched the film, I was a, I was like, I don't know, a little kid. And obviously I loved that film when it first came out. I mean, I have a lot of toys. I still have those toys. That's somewhere either in my room or in my car, toy box somewhere, who knows. But watching it as an adult, ugh, it was rough. Absolutely rough. On to Tim Burton's films. Love them. I absolutely love Tim Burton's films. Michael Keaton was a great Batman. Jack Nicholson stole the show. And Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer as the Penguin and Catwoman were both great. It paved the way for how the audience sees Batman nowadays. Because before that, all we were introduced to was just the um, the Adam West era. Where it was just, you know, those Batman and Robin out doing crazy stuff. The shark repellent. You know, the unrealistic, funny laugh goof. Burden's Batman was completely different. It was dark, it was more grounded somewhat, and it was different more to how Batman was in the comics, and it was great. Now on to the big one, Christopher Nolan's trilogy. I love those films so much. The Dark Knight is my favourite film of all time. But it was good, and somewhat ballsy at the time for Christopher Nolan to bring Batman onto this big stage, you know? I mean, the last Batman film was Batman and Robin, and that essentially killed the Batman character and franchise as its whole. No one wanted to touch that property. It was it was tainted with camp. No one, no one wanted it. But Warner Brothers took a chance on Christopher Nolan, and my God, he struck gold. Batman Begins was, was what we and Batman needed. That spark in the character, so to speak, you know? It, it brought something new. It was way more grounded in reality to what we are nowadays it was it had no campiness to it it had perfect quips in it such as when the log fell on bruce wayne and he was trying to lift it up and then alfred comes and was like what's the point of doing all those push-ups if you can't lift a bloody log like <laughs> it's alfred to a t pretty much that's how he should have been in pretty much the first four films as well yeah i, lo- I love that version of alfred and michael kane knocked out of the park the villain scarecrow terrifying definitely terrifying gave me so many nightmares and all that it's just a creepy little handmade mask and that's what made it so good and terrifying as well i mean i know scarecrow uses fair toxins to create that terrified nature in human bodies but i don't think you needed any of that to feel terrified of this character that's for sure dark knight i'll always like watching that movie it's just so great performances all around was fantastic Heath Ledger is always a joy to watch in that film there's literally nothing more I could say about that film it's just great it's the pinnacle of comic book movies nowadays and I feel whenever a good comic book movie comes out for example Endgame <clears throat> Spider-Man No Way Home uh, as a recent example Logan as well we always come back and compare it to The Dark Knight and, and it's always oh this movie was great but how was it compared to Dark Knight Dark Knight definitely sent the benchmark way up there in terms of comic book movies. And with the Batman around the corner, tell you what, people are going to compare it to that as well. The Dark Knight Rises was pretty much as perfect of a conclusion to a trilogy as you could get nowadays. It summed up the characters such as Bruce Wayne, Alfred, so nicely. It's just a good little bow on top of the present that is the Dark Knight trilogy. So thank you, Christopher Nolan, for saving Batman, because if it weren't for you, there would not be a lot of Batman movies out nowadays, or just those darker kind of movies as well. So thank you. Now, whenever a Batman film comes out, before we even see it, we always rank the Batman actors, you know? 
we always say, oh, who's our favorite? Who's the worst one? So today I'll give you my thoughts on each of the Batman that have come before us. Now, I'm not going to include the video games, animated TV series, or Adam West. It's just purely the cinematic release ones. So, in last place, and mentioned before on this podcast, is George Clooney for Batman and Robin. Yikes. I pretty much touched upon it earlier. He's a perfect Bruce Wayne, not a Batman. And number four is Val Kilmer. He was an okay Batman. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. He was good. He balanced... Both Bruce Wayne and Batman, fine. It, he did nothing with the character. He didn't make it his own. It was just fine. It was great. In third place, I have Ben Affleck. I enjoyed him as a Batman. He was different. He was older. More like the Dark Knight Returns comic book-esque sort of Batman. That old, grizzled, seasoned, you know, kind of Batman. He's seen it all. He's faced it all. And then he's met Superman, who he has not seen before. And he tries to take him out. He thinks he is bad for the world. And he probably was at that time. His Batman was a lot more angry. He was a lot more aggressive. You could feel it in his punches. That warehouse scene in Batman v Superman. You could just see it on full display. He just wanted to hurt those thugs. And that was great aggression from him, I guess. that That's what Batman is. He's an angry, angry man that wants to take out his trauma on these people while saving people at the same time. His suit, however, um, it's a bit hit and miss, you know. The cow on the cow, you you always need short, uh, long ears, not short ears. So that's probably the only criticism I have about his uh, bat suit. But other than that, I quite enjoyed Ben Affleck as Batman. My second favorite Batman is Michael Keaton for Batman 1989 and Batman Returns. Before Keaton, all I pretty much watched was um, Adam West's version. So what I liked about Keenan is that he brought some sense of realism to this character and made him more legitimate, you know, not some sort of... He wasn't like this sort of comedic, spoofy sort of Batman. He was he was grounded, and his performance, you could see it on him. He was always serious, he was always at task at hand sort of Batman, and that's what I liked about him. Now we come to number one, and I'm pretty sure as soon as I said I was going to rank the Batman, you knew exactly who was going to be at number one. It was going to be Christian Bale, and I guess it ties in that how The Dark Knight was my favorite movie of all time. So obviously Christian Bale is going to be up there, which is my favorite compared to the Batmans I've passed. He brought brawn to this Batman, but also smarts. He played both the billionaire playboy of Bruce Wayne to perfection. Just him rocking up out of his Lamborghini or two goes around his arms and then just swims at them in like the little fountain in a in a restaurant. Like that's as Bruce Wayne as it gets. And then as Batman, it's like almost like that. He just switches character personality in his mind and he's just full Batman mode. He's serious. He wants to get down to it. He wants to save people and he wants to stop the bad, such as Scarecrow, Bane and the Joker. Yeah, he, he played both Bruce and Batman perfectly and that's probably why he is number one on my list and probably not only my list on so many of yours out there as well now we have robert robert Pattinson being batman in the batman the movie and that comes out later this week so where he'll rank on this list who knows you know um he could be top three judging by the trailers i'd i'd lock him in in top three for myself and speaking of batman let's talk about what i want to see from this film and what my expectations are I'm lucky enough to see it tomorrow, so that review will be dropping soon, so keep an eye out for it. But in terms of the movie itself, just judging off by the trailers, it looks like as if we are going to get a true 
Batman, so to speak, you know? Not just brawn, a whole lot of brain as well. We will definitely be seeing the world's greatest detective on show throughout this film. And that's something I've been waiting for ever since I've seen Batman 1989. Because in most films, we don't really see Batman use his smarts, his wit, and his detective skills on show. And that's what we're going to get. That's what I'm hoping for as well from this film. Visually, it looks outstanding. It's already probably the best looking Batman film I've seen. The cinematography from those trailers that we've seen so far have been outstanding. Matt Reeves and the crew, pat on the back for that. In terms of what my expectations are... Will it reach the Dark Knight? Who knows? Who knows? Judging by the trailer though, it could come very close. But who knows? The Dark Knight is just so high up. But I definitely think the Batman has the tools, the characters, and the cast to challenge that. But we'll see that later this week. And then we can give you my proper thoughts then. I'm also hoping that the Batman somewhat plants seeds for a sequel. And a sign of what's to come from this Batman universe. Now when I say Batman universe, I don't mean I want to see a Superman in this universe. I don't want to see a Wonder Wo- a different Wonder Woman as well. I just want to see what Matt Reeves can do in Gotham with this Batman. With the host of rogues that Batman has. Because we all know Batman has easily one of the best rogues gallery in not only comic book but movie history. Like his villains are so iconic. And there's a plethora of them out there that filmmakers don't seem to want to touch i mean i'd love to see mr freeze done properly court of owls as well so hopefully we get that in the sequels but i'm sure matt reese knows what he's doing he has a clear plan and i trust him now like with every let's be real we wrap up the weekend's box office so today let's add this in so in number one we have uncharted with 23.2 million two is dog 10.5 million three is spider-man no way home with 5.75 million. Number four is Death in the Nile, with 4.5 million. And a number five is Jackass Forever, with 2.96 million. Looking at this, it's very interesting. Two of those films have Tom Holland in it, and if you think about it, way back in December, Tom Holland has featured in the top box office, top five, every week since then. So it goes to show that maybe he could be a box office draw, or would it be, or is it the property such as Spider-Man and Uncharted? Who knows? I guess we'll find out on his next film. Now it'll be interesting to see what next week's box office results are. We all know number one is going to be the Batman. It's a newly released film, very highly anticipated as well. But where will all these small things like Jackass, Dog, and Death in the Nile? Where will they rank next week? Who knows? Guess we'll find out. Sweet ass guys, thanks for putting up with me today on the Let's Be Real podcast. Hope you enjoy the show and uh, got a little bit more insight into Batman and um, how he connects with me as a person. If you agree or disagree with what I've said about Batman or even my rankings, come over to Instagram and uh, flick me a message. I'd like to get your thoughts. If you don't think that Batman has the best rogues gallery, please DM me and tell me who you do think has the best rogues gallery. I'd love to have a conversation about that. If you want to read any of the Batman reviews or just our, re- our reviews or other content in general, head on over to moviegains.com and you can see a whole lot of stuff on there. If you enjoy this show and want to listen to more, preferably with three people talking, not just one, come on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you like to get your podcast from, and just search Movie Games and you'll find us there. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Hopefully the boys are back next week so we can give you a proper 
true Let's Be Real show. I'll catch you on the next episode. I'm Nayan. See you guys later. Have a great day. See ya.